Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To promote my new flower shop, I had one place print my business cards, another print my brochures, and a third, my signs. Now my roses aren't red, my violets aren't blue, my geraniums look dead, and I don't know what to do. Staples can help your business stand out with signs, banners, and brochures that are a true reflection of your company. And now with Staples, spend $50 or more on print and marketing services and get $5 off your next in-store purchase. Now my business is blossoming and I'm spending less green. Exclusions apply. In-store only. And 62318. Blog Talk Radio. for Monday, August 13th. I'm your host, Lisa M. Saunders, coming to you live from Baltimore, Maryland, as I will be doing every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This broadcast is being sponsored by Making It Happen Incorporated, making your dreams a reality. We have another very special show for you this evening, and I am pleased to have co-hosting with me once again Miss Teresa Hamilton, who is the CEO and founder of Making It Happen Incorporated. Teresa, welcome. Thank you for joining me again today. Yes, it's so exciting, and I just look forward to our great talk this evening. Oh, it's going to be a fun one. I I know it. I feel it in my bones. It's going to be good, girl. (laughs) Yes, I can't wait. (laughs) We will be taking calls later on in the show. So if you would like to call in with questions and participate in the conversation, the number is 347-237-4518. That's 347-237-4518. For those of you tuning in via the computer, please click on the follow button on the left-hand side of the title so that you can receive updates on some of the upcoming broadcasts. This evening's program is going to be a fun one. We are going to be talking about who moved your cheese, who moved your cheese. We are now available as a podcast, and it is free. 
So you can go to the iTunes store, click on podcast, and type in A Date with Destiny. You will also receive future episodes as well as being able to take us with you wherever you go. You can send me a message through this site if you would like to become a sponsor or to get more exposure for your literary work or business. You can send a message through my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101 or you can leave a message via my website info at yourdestinyawaits.net speaking of website and i've been saying this for the last couple of weeks i have added an affirmation um, affirmations page i believe that daily affirmations help us to stay on the path of gratitude and it helps to affirm our beliefs in the greater good for our lives i believe it will bless you in the areas of awareness love and financial healing so once again that's your destinyawaits.net Many of you have already stopped by and shared with me how it has blessed you, and I want to thank you for taking the time to visit. I also want to say hello to my sister, Robin. Um, I was speaking with her over the weekend, and she told me she is the type of person who only sees things in black and white. And we had a very interesting discussion about that, and she said, you know, by listening to my show, she is now starting to see in colors, which, you know, if you if you just talk to me or if you're tuning in or whatever, you, you have no choice. You're going to start to see things in a different light. So I really appreciate her sharing that with me and letting me know that this program is helping you to change the way you are looking at some things, and that gives me the motivation to keep moving it forward. I love you, sis. So moving on, Ms. Teresa Hamilton, how are you this evening? Oh, I'm doing quite well. It's a wonderful day, and I'm just thankful to be here and and even that much more excited to be a part of the show this evening. Well, it's wonderful to have you. Um, before we get really into the meat of the show, you we have an event coming up in October, and I, I would like for you to just briefly uh, tell us about that a little bit. Uh, yes, we're having a poetry and, and uh, uh, works of nonfiction uh, featured uh, this October 20th, 2012, at Homestead Gardens in Columbia, Maryland. And if, mm-hmm. and if there is anyone out there who's a writer of poetry or who writes real good nonfiction and they'd like to be featured <clears throat> and just give a little bit of a talk and share with about 80 to 100 people, please give me a call. Um, you can reach me on the number that I have on my website, uh, uh, 301-379-2709 or www.mihgroup.org. Either way, please leave your information so that I may contact you. Um, we're looking to source for the entire month of August possible uh, featured poets and, like I said, writers of nonfiction. So please do right. give me a call if you're interested. Sounds like a plan. And that's that website again is mihgroup.org, mihgroup.org. Okay, so last week we talked about faith versus fear and how to hold on to our faith when fear has overtaken us. That was a powerful show. Yeah. That yeah. was just that was just powerful. Um we've gotten a lot of great um reviews about it and people have written in and saying how it blessed them, so I'm really appreciative. Um and tonight we're going to discuss 
Who Moved Your Cheese, which is based Mm -hmm. on the book Who Moved My Cheese by Dr. Spencer Johnson, which happens to be a number one international bestseller. It sold over 21 million copies. Okay, so right now I'm claiming that for my book. It's (laughs) over 21 million copies sold, international bestseller. It's done. It's done. Um, I did a seminar based on this book, and I'm excited to share it with you. I'm going to share a little background on the book for those of you who may not have read it. Uh, So you will have a better understanding of what cheese is as he refers to it in his book. Who Moved My Cheese is a simple story that reveals profound truths about change that give people and organizations a quick and easy way to succeed in changing times. It is an enlightening story of four characters who live in a maze and look for cheese to nourish them and make them happy. Two are mice named Sniff and Scurry, and two are mouse-sized people named Hem and Haw. Cheese is a metaphor for what you want to have in life, whether it's a good job, a loving relationship, money, a possession, health, or spiritual peace of mind. And the maze is where you look for what you want, the organization you work in, or the family or community you live in. In the story, the characters are faced with unexpected change. Eventually, one of them deals with change successfully and writes what he has learned from his experience on what's called the maze walls. When you come to see the handwriting on the wall, you can discover for yourself how to deal with change, and enjoy more success and less stress in your work and in your life. So throughout this episode, we are going to refer to what you want to have in life as your cheese. So when you hear us say cheese, we are talking about what you want to have in life. I'm going to take you through the maze that Sniff and Scurry travel through and discuss some of the lessons they learned with the handwriting on the wall. So, Teresa, I will start off by asking you a series of questions. But first, I'm going to open up with a handwriting on the wall, which is, having cheese makes you happy. Having cheese makes you happy. Would you agree? Yeah, to to a degree, I would agree with having cheese makes you happy. Um, Initially, whatever it is that, like you said, the cheese stands for, we we want it, and typically when we get it, we're happy. But to me, the key or the the determining factor is how long we stay that way once we have what we say we want. Okay, okay, we gonna we gonna, <laughs> get, to, we gonna get to that right there. <laughs> we gonna get to that. But before we get to that right there, so we we're agreeing that cheese does make you happy because remember the cheese is a metaphor for what you right. want to have in life, whether it's a good job, right. whatever it is, whatever you want in life. Right. You know, when you get what you want, you get, you, it makes yeah. you happy. So let me just ask you for an example going forward, and and the questions that I'm asking. And when uh-huh. we do the handwritings on the wall, if you, the people who are listening, if you're near, uh, if you have a paper or a pen, you know, you, want, you might want to take some notes and write these things down because I want you to think about these questions as I ask them for yourself. 
and take notes. And you can always go back and listen to the broadcast, which I really suggest that you do afterwards because, you know, there are quite a few um, handwritings on the wall that we're going to go over, and they're really going to benefit you. So moving forward, Teresa, what is your cheese? I mean, oh, anything. What is your cheese? Um, my cheese Okay, I have a list, so I can write them, rattle them off real quick. Rattle them, rattle them off. I have a list. It's funny you would ask me, but mm-hmm. my cheese is um, building a multi-million-dollar company in my age. Um, for the painting and cleaning company I have, it's making that a profitable national company. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is developing and sustaining an international speaking presence throughout the world. That's another one. Okay. Uh, another one is travel extensively around the world. Um, own two homes and three beach homes all over the world. Establish a net worth of $100 million in cash, property, stocks, and investments. And um, most importantly, I have, um, in order to get there, I believe I have to read, meditate, plan, exercise, and spend quality time with family. That's that's what I have. Okay, <laughs> so, wow. So that's goals, your cheese. I keep my goals handy and what my <laughs> cheese items are. <laughs> okay, so my okay. next question is how much time, and, and, and listeners, this is also for you too, how much time and attention do you give to your cheese? I mm. think that's a good one because I'll be honest with you, a lot of times I spend more time fretting about the cheese item <laughs> than actually really using time worthwhile working on the cheese item. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so right. if I were to say, I would say it's I, ideally I would like it to be an 80-20 split, but it's probably more uh, 40-60 split. Okay, okay. And mm-hmm. see, and it's important to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm, you know, because mm-hmm. you're the one who's benefiting from, you know, uh, these lessons and moving forward. And if you're not right. honest with yourself, then you'll never achieve the things that you just rattled off, you know, the right, list and right. the goals that we have in our lives. So here's my right. next question. Has your cheese become your security blanket? Has your cheese become your security blanket? And well, for me, go ahead. Oh, that's a good one. I, I'd love to answer this one because I think I'm really, the, I've been primed for the answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I, you have primed me for the answer to this question. On a couple, I think it was a couple of weeks to, on um, getting away from your comfort zone, I think we had the Dream Giver mm-hmm. as a book. Mm-hmm. Well, I read that book at your urging uh, for the program. Mm-hmm. And then in reading the book, I realized that, the Dream Giver, it really is an excellent book. And I, even though we're talking about Who Moved My Cheese, I would highly recommend any yeah. of your listeners out there to pick that book up. I mean, I felt like it transformed me because there are things inwardly that you know regarding your dream. Like everybody right. has a dream. I've been fortunate enough to, I know I'm going after my dream. Mm-hmm. However, sometimes you have to ensure that you give up the cheese or give up the dream. To, to make certain that you've made room for other things and you haven't made that cheese your all in all. That's <laughs> because right. Because when you do that, you could potentially fall off a cliff. So, That's yeah, right. in answer to your question, it, it, it is not the end all. I've learned there that. You go. And I can really say affirmatively that it isn't for me. 
Right. Okay, very good, very good. Okay, here's the next handwriting on the wall. The more important your cheese is to you, the more you want to hold on to it. So my first question here is, how important is your cheese to you? And has it ever immobilized you? Hmm. Hmm. Um, Has your cheese ever mobilized you? Go ahead. Yeah, and that's a very good question. And I would say there have been times, yes, and I think quite recently, most recently, I'd say within the last two or three months, you can find yourself moving or what you think is moving towards getting that cheese, getting that cheese, whatever it is. I got to make it happen. I got to do it. I got to. And so Mm -hmm. you're racing like the the mouse in the maze trying to get there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's kind of like I call mindless chatter or mindless activity because it 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 the more you're reaching and running for it, the less you're able to obtain it. And I That's think right. it's in that moment that you're like, wait a minute, where am I? What I'm doing? That you have to sit back and do some reflection to really ensure that you that that cheese that you think you want is really what you want, and that you're mm-hmm. willing to. Or you have it in perspective, in other words. I think that would be the best way to put it, that you have the cheese that you're after in perspective. Right, right. Well, that leads me to my next question. Has your cheese caused you to hold on to it when you should have let it go? And for me, that means, you know, when I hear that, I think about holding on to a job, holding on to relationships, or holding on to pain Mm -hmm. and resentment. Mm. Has your cheese caused you to hold on to it when you should have let it go? So in other words, for me, that's like idolizing something, right? You yeah. know, we're 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 idolizing um, a job that we should have let go. And I can speak to that. Woo, girl! Mm-hmm. One job that I had, I was on for like ten years, mm-hmm. and for knowing, like, I think within the last two years of me being on that job, I was absolutely miserable. You know, mm-hmm. and I should have left there like pr- two years prior, you know, but <laughs> no, you know, we just wallow and walk around in misery, you know, until mm-hmm. you get to the point where you, you're like, look, for real, I've got to go. I've just got to go. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the same with relationships. We sit in relationships mm-hmm. um, that we, like you said earlier, you think you want something, and then when you get it, I mean, okay, it was cool for a minute, but how long do you have to stay in it if you're miserable? Mhm, mhm, mhm. You know, and that's the same with pain and resentment. So those all all those things go hand in hand, which leads me to the next handwriting on the wall. Okay, if you do not change, you can become extinct. If you do not change, you can become extinct. Has your cheese caused you to become an extinct? And when I think about that, I think about Okay, becoming extinct, which means for me blending in with everything and everybody else, you know, just kind of living, just existing and not really living because we get caught up in that comfort zone and we don't want to move forward because we're afraid to. (laughs) You know what I mean? So what are some of the excuses you've made to talk yourself out of moving forward? Now, this is a good one. 
we always come up with some really good reason as to why we can't move forward. When I think back over some of my own and listening to others, most of them all boil down to either fear, um, we're afraid of the unknown, and, oh, here's one, here's a good one, the time. There's just not enough time. Oh, my God, time just keeps moving away from me. Time, time, time. And we use time as an excuse. Well, what do I always tell you, Teresa? I'm like, okay, let's let's break this time thing down. There's 24 hours in each day, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? And there's seven days in a week. So, yeah. therefore, there's 168 hours total in a week, right? Yeah. Seven days a week, 48, I mean, uh, 24 hours each day. Okay. So, therefore, if you have 24 hours in a day, you can take that 24 hours and break that 24 hours down, but you have to be very goal-oriented. So let's say, yeah. you know, you wake up in the morning at 7, and then, you know, you have a plan of action. So, you know, you know exactly what you're doing at every minute of every day, of every hour. So then you, you right. take 30 minutes for this. You might take 45 minutes for that. You might take an hour. So, you know, you just break it down so that you are making the most use out of your time because if you don't, you can, yes, time is going by quickly. I right. mean, it really is. It's like you we're already in September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just really, if you yeah. ask me, my mind is already in December. Yeah. <laughs> That's how yeah. fast it's going. <laughs> yeah. So if we don't take the time to write our goals down and to stick with those goals, you can find yourself all over the place. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. sometimes you can write your goals down, and I think in the book, Who Moved My Cheese, which are really love about that book is that you'll find yourself just kind of scaring and along, but you're not paying attention to the signpost. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Staying there too long and places too long. And then you always, to me, have to go back and reflect. Reflection is a very important thing. And it's also yeah. important to see the big picture of what am I really doing? What am I trying to do? Because sometimes you have, uh, Men, for example, who find that they spent their entire lives going for this career path and trying to go, you know, reach the corporate ladder, and then they look up and their kids are out of the house and they really yep. have no relationship formed with them. Yeah. No real, yeah. you know, continuity or, you know, you're, they're looking at their adult child like, I don't even know who this person is. Sitting yeah. And how did they come to be? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think you really have to analyze a lot and reflect as to what is the cost for going after this cheese. Exactly. Exactly. And, again, that's that's the time. You have to modify your time. So if you do have a family, if you're a mother or if you're a father, you know, um, or even just married or a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, you have to say, okay, set aside certain time for those people that you love in your life because, you know, yeah. t today is not promised to any of us. You know, yeah. so you need to take the necessary time. If it's just picking up a phone, you know, just to call somebody and say, I love you. You know, yeah. baby, I was yeah. thinking about you. You know, even in the course of a day, baby, you know what? I was thinking about you just now, and I just wanted to call. Yeah. Not a text. Not a text. Yeah. Not an email. Yeah. A phone call. <laughs> I want to hear your yeah. voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, let me know that you miss me today or this at this moment and you're thinking about me. I mean, so it's time. Value your time. Use it, you know, wisely um, because if you don't, again, you could just find yourself scurrying through this maze and you're, you, get, you get lost. Yeah. You get lost. <laughs> so that brings me to my next thing. What are some of the emotions that you experience by not moving with the cheese? 
Um, and I find that you try to make yourself feel good. No, this is no. I know I'm not the only one. Okay, but some of the emotions that we feel when we are not moving like we should. You know, you you get the promptings to do something or to move forward, and when you don't. We try to make ourselves feel good by talking ourselves into reasons why we shouldn't move forward, you know, why we shouldn't leave the relationship or the job or the organization. And we start convincing ourselves it's best to stay and make it work for a minute, but deep down we know we're lying to ourselves. We're just plain on lying. Mm -hmm. And you know when you're lying to yourself. (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) But we do mm -hmm. it because it's more comfortable to tell ourselves, you know, convince ourselves to stay somewhere where we're not happy than it's, you know, to pick up and say, you know what, it's time for me to move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, go on. No, I was just going to move on to the next one, but go ahead. Oh, okay. And then the, the, like I said, on the other part, so in terms of moving my cheese, I wanted to really also, well, you go on to the next point because I think you'll probably get around to what I'm going to mention, what happens for those <laughs> well, of us who are working. Not, yeah, because yeah, who are working and, you know, um, this book for me came into play in a corporate environment where it is very easy to get caught up with, this is my department and, you know, we do things this way and you want to come in and change up all of this stuff. And, mm, no, mm-hmm. we've been doing it this way for years, and I'm going to stick with it. So a lot of moving my cheese becomes, you know, I've, your, your emotional ego invested. In oh, yeah. And so emotional you have, ego, yeah. You know, yeah, emotional changes that are really happening. And one of, the, um, one of my favorite authors that I used to study, and as a matter of fact, when I got my master's, my thesis was on resistance to change in the workplace because mm-hmm. what happens to people is that they have difficulties uh, dealing with change. All of us mm-hmm. do. It's a natural thing for us to want to maintain status quo. But the right, one right. thing that we all know is that change is inevitable. We're going to yeah. always experience it and deal with it. And so yeah. one of the things, especially when you're working in work settings, is trying to figure out, gee, you know, how do I adapt to the fact that my boss wants to make this huge change or automate automate this entire unit, and I don't think that the requirements or the computer requirements are, are as they should be? How do you handle, you know, those kinds of things? And typically sometimes people just either they're going to slow their work down or they're not going to be invested or they're not going to prepare or study. And so I thought that, that the book had a lot you know, really spoke to a lot of those kinds of issues as well. Right. Yeah, it does. And, it, and you know, and it's not a long read. Um, yeah, it's You know, yeah. it's a very short read, but it's very powerful, um, and it gives you a lot of uh, really good insight. So, you know, how long did, and this is my next question, how long did it take? And, and I'm, you'll probably hear this, you know, throughout because I want people to understand and realize that this is very important for you to think about. How long did it take before you realized that you had to let go and move forward? Okay? So think back to some of the things that you you still may be holding on to some things that you need to let go of. Um, you know, and again, one of the things looking back in my past, I can see in some instances where it took a couple of years <laughs> like I said, mm-hmm. of walking in misery before I was brave enough to say enough and move forward. Mm-hmm. You know, and what happens is 
we get to the point, you know, where we're really, like, really sick and tired of being sick and tired, and then that can be a dangerous place to be, too, because then you're just taking that leap. You're just like, you know what? That going to just, mm. okay, I don't care. I'm just going to do it because I just don't want to do this anymore. But then you find your back up against the wall, and you come out swinging, and that's not cool either. Yeah, you know that's not, so. You have to, um, you know, be brave enough just to move forward. But nobody wants the pain and suffering because you know. But I did. I you know put myself mm-hmm. through a lot of pain and suffering, mm-hmm. which I'm quite sure everybody can relate to. But you mm-hmm. know what? Enough of that because no more. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you, yeah. if I don't like something or if I feel as though it's time to move or let go, it's just time to move and let go. Right? right, right, right. Now, here's right. one, here's one, here's one, here's one. I uh-huh. love this one. Are you willing to laugh at yourself? Are you willing to laugh at yourself? And this is a very important question because I laugh at myself all the time. I actually crack myself up. I do. <laughs> I crack myself. I think I'm pretty funny sometimes, okay? <laughs> but I think it's important not to take life or ourselves too seriously because, number one, life is too short. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, I think, I think God has a great sense of humor. He has to have a sense of. He created us, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we're mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you sit back and you really look at people. I mean, we are we are some funny creatures. Yeah. You know, so that right there, that just goes to show. Well, if God created us, and that's that's funny right there. But we have to. We we it's it's like we have to stop taking life so. Seriously, and stop sometimes and just, you know, just laugh. Laughter is good for the soul. Laugh at yourself because, you know, you're not perfect. None of us are. Right. And I think that the book really spoke to the fact that life is ever-changing. I think we as people need to be mindful of that. And then that helps us deal with the boss who wants to make a huge uh, change on a computer system that we know is doing just fine, but we just need to do a few t- tweaks here and there. Yeah. Um, and being able to learn from every, you know, take some of this stuff as an adventure. You know, yeah, exactly. Unless you're in a position to, and this is where, you know, like I said, I, I, of course I'm an entrepreneur, and when I realize that I, when I see change and I'm not happy with the change, I'm, you know, I want to do something more about it that I've got to, uh, then I knew I had to make different choices about whether I'm going to stay in corporate or That's am right. I going to be my own boss. So but for go. those of you who have been successful in corporate, and I know a number of you have seen changes that really didn't make sense initially, I think that it's so important that when you get the mandate that something is going to occur, that it is important that you make those changes and that you make them willingly and that your goal as a manager or VP is to ease that resistance from those people that you are responsible for, ease right. the resistance to that yeah. change. Because it's in those moments and in making those changes that makes the entire system work easier and better. That's right. That's very good. I like that. Ease the resistance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay, so let's move on to the next handwriting on the wall. This is a good mm-hmm. question. I want everybody to think about this one, Okay. Here we go. What would you do if you weren't afraid? What would you do if you weren't afraid? 
And how has fear stopped you in the past? I think one of our biggest fears is worrying about what other people will think. Um, I had to sit down and think about that for a minute. Um, and the the poem that I read last week or the week before, um, Our Deepest Fear, it mm-hmm, speaks to this mm-hmm. part because at the beginning I love it when it says our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest mm-hmm. fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. But if mm-hmm. you weren't afraid, what would you do? Right. You know, and that and that brings to mind too. You know how you see some people who they've gotten a um, diagnosis from their doctor that they only have like a month to live, or maybe mm-hmm. two months to live, or a certain amount of time. And then you hear, you know, after they get over the devastation of that, you know, knowing that okay, well, I'm going to die in a couple of months. Then you know, all of a sudden, their whole perspective changes, and it's like. You know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do some of the things that I was afraid to do before. Mhm. You know, so I mm-hmm. guess it gets down to if you weren't afraid, what would you do? Mhm. What fear, what part of fear, what is stopping you from moving towards that thing that you really want? So that's just a question that I want everybody to think about. Um uh, one of my questions, another question is, what did you do to overcome that fear? And for me, and for everybody else listening out there, my answer to that one is push. <laughs> what do you? What did you do to overcome that fear? Push, P-U-S-H. Push until something happens. You know, and how do you benefit from that? Well, because I was able to push past my fear. And now I'm able to live a life of peace and joy. So once you push past whatever it is you're afraid of, peace and joy are on the other side waiting for you. Right. You find that to be true? Yeah, I think it's just like when you, uh, for people who are afraid to pursue whatever dream they have because it goes against, you know, the current, or I always like to call it the herd mentality, um, Mm. is that once you get past that point of fear and just yeah. doing what you want, it's, you know, you feel good. You feel liberated. And right. then you start to act akin to what the poem says, is that you really, there's this invincible invincible uh, attribute, attribute to you that you're like, wow, I think I can conquer anything. And you believe mm-hmm. that, yeah, it might take some time, but in your head and in your mind you're thinking, I know I can overcome this. There's something right. that happens to you when you make a change to go in a different direction. That's right. From everyone else. So fear, and I think fear is a necessary uh, thing sometimes because yeah. when we're fearful, whatever the issue is, it's staring us in the face. Right. That That's problem, right. that concern, whatever it is, is when you have fear, it's like you're faced with it. You're face-to-face yeah. with it. That's why you're yeah. fearing. And so it yeah. requires you to, to make a decision and to deal with it. That's right. That's right. And for those of you who are listening in and did not listen to last week's show, Fear Versus Faith, go back in and listen to that one. Um, like I said, it was pretty powerful, and it speaks a lot to uh, moving past our fears. Okay, so the next handwriting on the wall, Miss Teresa Hamilton, smell mm-hmm. the cheese often so you know when it is getting old. I love this one. 
<laughs> Smell the cheese often so you know when it's getting old. So think back in the past and approximately how long has it taken to notice that your cheese was becoming rotten and how long did you continue to smell it before you did anything about it? So in other words, how long did it take you to finally make up your mind that you were sick of being in the same miserable place? <laughs> you know? <laughs> And um, and and when you move forward, um, you realize that you have to get over and get past some of the things in order for you to learn certain lessons. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, while we are walking around in misery, misery and dissatisfaction, we have to stop to do a true self-evaluation. I mean, really dissect ourselves. To see, and we will be surprised at how long we've been miserable. We probably don't even realize that, that we are miserable. Mhm, mhm. And a lot of it is masked. Yeah, a lot of it is masked. And and I always tell people when I really, um, when I meet someone, and, I, and and because I I really associate with who moved my cheese to the workplace, um, I um, for me that's just my personal perception. Mm-hmm. I know that when I have a manager or a boss who I really, like, can't stand, I always say, oh, I've got to look at myself because I must have some attributes of that person. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be so emotional about it. And so, mm-hmm. like you said, it's so important to reflect and to look inward first. If we make that That's a right. rule, look at ourselves right. first before we start criticizing the, the person, then we'd, be, we'd do better and we'd be able to to make a lot more things work easily without a lot of resistance to change. There you go. Because it's so much easier to point a finger at somebody else yeah. um, instead, yeah. of, of, instead of looking at ourselves, looking inwardly. So you're absolutely correct on that one, which brings me to the next handwriting on the wall. Moving in a new direction helps you to find new cheese. That sounds very simple, doesn't it? Moving in a yeah. new direction helps you to find new cheese. So how many times have you come across a new cheese station and mm-hmm. it looked promising It looked promising only to be left disappointed? And you started mm-hmm. talking about that earlier on in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I can think of quite a few, actually. Every new experience has its own sets of challenges. We mm-hmm. won't know what those challenges are until we walk in it. So, yeah, I've been disappointed in some of them, but I've learned, again, that the disappointments are lessons to be learned so that when we move to the next station in life, we take those important lessons with us so we don't repeat them. And until you learn the lesson, you are doomed to repeat it again and again and again. Yes, and I think that this is also uh, one of the foundational teaching points is that um, there have been a number of good, um, in addition to who moved my cheese, there were a number of good books on how to handle resistance to change back in the early 80s when there was this whole um, um, movement toward Kaizen and a lot of these mm-hmm. quality circles and all that kind of stuff. But one of the most interesting um, things that I took away from that and I think the listeners should take away is just always, especially with technology moving so quickly, I mean, you know, what we're able to do with the cell phone, the computer, you know, our television has a number of uses more than one now. 
So we're able to do so much more. It's because things are changing very quickly. And unless right. people are able to adapt quickly to that change and stay in this ever state of learning, I, I think it was Tom Peters who did the piece on um, how are organizations surviving. And one of the characteristics of those organizations were that they were always ever changing, always in a state of change. Right, right. Learning, That's right. Learning. That's right. And so that when we live our lives <laughs> expecting change to occur, we are going to uh, proceed. We're going to be happier, and we need yeah. to learn to embrace change. How do I yeah. handle the fact that, you know, my department is completely shutting down and I have to now work for another department? We, the, the more we learn to work within those that realm, the better we're going to be as we move into the new millennium. There you go. That's right. Because you're like you're you're so right. We change is inevitable. <laughs> you know, your body is changing. You know, all of the time. We are growing older. You know, yeah. you raise families. Your kids leave, and and I mean, we're changing, change, change, change. So we have to mm-hmm. learn how to adapt. Uh, to adapt to change um, uh, a lot better than what we do. Which brings me to the next handwriting on the wall, which is when you move beyond your fear. You feel free. When you move beyond your fear, you feel free. When you moved beyond your fear, when you pushed through them, describe how that felt. How did that feel when you pushed past? For me, the first thing that comes to mind when I think about that is liberating. Yeah. And when I think about liberation and pushing past our fear, actually, I'm reminded of one of my favorite movies, actually, The Color Purple, and what I call the liberation scene when Seely, which is Whoopi's character, says, I'm poor, Mm -hmm. black, I may even Mm -hmm. be ugly, but dear God, I'm still here. And then another (laughs) character Uh, her name was Squeak, finally decided to use her real name, which was Mary Agnes. And then Oprah's character, who at at that point had all but given up on life, she snapped out of it, all because the one woman in the whole film that had been suppressed (laughs) finally decided to take her power back. You know, Mm -hmm. I love that part. That's the kind of freedom we feel when we push past our fear, liberation. Right. Liberation. So right. when we stop right. and look at ourselves, however we feel about ourselves, however we describe ourselves, and think back over all the letdowns and disappointments and things that didn't work out, we can all say, I'm still here, which right. in essence means I have another chance to get it right. Right, right. And another chance to... And like I say, I think in all of our talks that we've had to date, that it's more about the journey and and recognizing that the journey is about how you, it's all about you. It's not the other person. It's all right. about how you respond, how you respond to change, how you respond to moving towards, like you said, your cheese or your goals. It's all about how you're responding in this maze of things of called right. life. And then I think mm-hmm. that the biggest and most critical point about that is that, in my opinion, and like I said in reading the book The Dream Giver, which you recommended, you know, for the show, and reading that book, I've also come to recognize that you have to be clear 
that your ladder is propped up in the right spot or place. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, we yeah. talk about that all the time, that you can go through the motions of really thinking that this is the cheese I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because to be uh, a CFO of this company and blah, 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 and we get there and we're like, wow, this is certainly not what it's cracked up to be. Or, you know, I feel like I'm bleeding here because they want blood. So much so that I don't even have life. I don't even recognize who I am. So you really right. have to do some adjusting and thinking about what is it that you truly want. <laughs> and even in your right, and even if you are an entrepreneur, if you have your own business, yeah. um, which yeah. a lot of my friends do, and mm-hmm. you know, there's uh, so many challenges with that alone. And the thing mm-hmm. is, when you have your own, when you're doing your own business, you real the, the the top, the person at the top, the leader, has to be one who is ready to change because mm-hmm. you know you you have to go through different things in order to see mm-hmm. which one works. And so if you're finding something that you've been doing, and it may work for a year or two, okay, but guess mm-hmm. what? Year number three, the, the things that you were doing before are outdated, so now you have to change. Mm-hmm. You have to do something in order to bring your revenue in. You have to be innovative, mm-hmm. and you have to, you know, excite, you know, your employees, and, and, and what, but you have to be able and willing to change, and you've got to be able mm-hmm. to move. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm, you can't mm-hmm, just keep mm-hmm. doing the same old thing the same old way and right. expecting different results. Exactly. It just doesn't work like that. So that yeah. brings me to the next handwriting on the wall, which is imagining myself enjoying new cheese even before I find it leads me to it. Imagining <laughs> myself enjoying new cheese even before I find it leads me to it. Ah, uh-huh. now to me that sounds uh-huh. like faith. <laughs> that sounds that like is faith. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, which described in the Bible, Hebrews eleven one. Yeah. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Right. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So here's some questions. Read that one again. Read. read okay. That handwriting on the, the hand. This for on the wall. Imagining myself enjoying new cheese even before I find it, leads me to it. Wow, that's profound. That's so, profound. So the questions for that particular handwriting are, have you imagined yourself enjoying your new cheese? Is your new cheese real to you? And can you literally taste your new cheese? This speaks to what we've been talking about in every show. After asking for what you want, you have to take the next step, which is taking action in visualizing what it is you're wanting. Make it real in your thoughts. See it, taste it, smell it, feel it, and most important, believe it. Remember I gave that example in, uh, I believe, the last uh, show where I was talking Mm -hmm. about if you want that new car, then you see that new car. You see the color. Mm -hmm. When you open up Mm -hmm. the door, when you click the little beep, beep, and and Mm -hmm. it opens up, you know, hear Mm -hmm. the sound of the clicks. Feel yourself Mm -hmm. sliding into that leather interior and smelling that, that, Mm -hmm. there's nothing like new car smell, girl. Woo! Mm -hmm. I mean, these are the things, this is how real your visualization has to be, and then you have to spend a couple of minutes each day, which is fun. I mean, if you think about it, you know, Mm -hmm. it's fun to me, visualizing what it is you want. If you want your business to be successful, visualize your business being successful. What does that mean to you? 
Right. How many employees do you see yourself having? What kind of leader are you? Are you in a building? You know, um, uh, do you are you international? What is it? How do you see it? Right, and it's funny because it's always easier said than done. And mm-hmm. why is that? Yeah, because it's it's difficult to believe that that can be true because it sounds so simple. So that's just too easy. That can't be right. That can't be real. And and you might try it for a day or two. You may even try it for a week. And then when the thing doesn't materialize instantly, then we just want to just, okay, let me go back to just being this way. Let me, let me go back to being hem and haw, you know, and ho, you know, um, you know back to ho-hum. But it's something <laughs> that if you really, really stick with it, it truly mm-hmm. works. And that, again, is the definition of faith, Right. right? Right, and the definition right. of faith is um, uh, confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Mm-hmm. So you have to believe yeah. that you've already received it. Right. And then the other, uh, I think the piece you mentioned about imagination is that we don't really understand how critical imagination is until we hear from um, really um physicists and um, there's uh, Albert Einstein who said that if he could if there was something he could teach children to do every day it would be imagine because Mm -hmm. it's imagination that brings forth the results the power of it Um, and so like I said it's not until we kind of see people or hear about people who my favorite one is the Jim Carrey uh, check that he wrote to himself and I'm out that when you can really feel it, see it, touch it, believe it, mm-hmm. um, and, and keep imagining it time and time again, it mm-hmm. will come to you. Amen. Mine is getting closer and closer because I have my check written out <laughs> to myself. I'm looking at it right now, <laughs> Teresa yeah. Hamilton. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and it does. I mean, it really works because it's like, I, you know, you see things. I have this big poster board. I mean, you know I'm a big believer in vision boards, but, you know, on my poster board, there's certain things up there that I look at every single day, and I'm like, okay, you know, it's it's coming. And some of them have already materialized, so I'm very grateful for that, but it works. It really, really works, which leads me to the next handwriting on the wall. The quicker you let go of old cheese, the sooner you find new cheese. Duh. <laughs> Doesn't that, like, that's so easy, right? The quicker you yeah. let go of old uh-huh. cheese. So how quick are you now to let go of the old cheese, and do you find it easier to find new cheese? Well, yeah, because this is just you think all of this is common sense. <laughs> so the quicker mm-hmm. you let go of the old, you're now making room for the new, period. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, when you let go of the old, now you can receive the new that God has for you. And all he's yeah. doing is waiting on you. It's already yeah. there. He's just waiting for yeah. you to let go. He says, mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm. Is how I, this is how I envision a conversation. It's like, okay, you want what? Okay, you can have it. But then at the same time, here we are sitting up, but no, no, I don't want to let this go. I don't want to let this go. I wanna, okay, fine. Well, when you're ready to let that go, you mm-hmm, let me know. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you let that go, here, you can have this. Simple as that. So as soon as you can let go of the old, it's easier to find the new cheese. Next handwriting on the wall. It is safer to search in the maze than remain in a cheeseless station, I mean situation. 
That's cute. That's it so is cute. safer to search in the maze <laughs> than remain in a cheeseless situation, which is true. <laughs> Because this, this, the maze is a, uh, is a replica of what? Is a, is a replica of our comfort zone, right? Yes, yes, yes. So That's we want to sit in that little rocking chair and, you know, watch our, <laughs> get our remote and our cable, you know, and our computers. We're yeah. happy. Yeah. Because it's safe. And it's easy. It's easy. And it's easy. Right. Okay. And you know, Next and, one. Uh-huh, go ahead. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Uh-huh. And I guess one of the things that I guess when you do get out of that comfort zone, the reason why we always talk about getting out is because it's like I always liken it to being in a cage and not realizing there's a world out there beyond your cage. That when you get out and you discover this new world, you're like, wow. And you never say, oh, I wish I stayed back in the cage. It's rare that you say that and really mean it. You're like, wow, this is awesome. You know what I mean? Just the exploration alone. It makes life much more exciting and interesting, and you're learning new things each and every day. So yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, and I and I'm experiencing that now with my son. Um, you know, he is about to leave me. <laughs> he's oh. going across country, um, leaving the nest, and <laughs> um, he's picking up and going out to California to pursue his dreams. So it's kind of bittersweet. Um, I'm excited for him. I'm I'm very happy for him because he knows what it is he wants to do, and he's going for it. So, you know, he's moving out of his comfort zone, and he's like, you know what, I'm going out here, and I'm going to make it happen. So, you know, just for those of you who are listening, just kind of like say a little quick prayer, you know, for my baby. (laughs) Because it's yeah, like I said, yeah. it's a little bittersweet, but, you know, at the same time, you know, it's time. Um, and yeah. I've watched him grow, and I've watched him hem and haw, <laughs> you know. But now it's like once he's made his mind up, you know, it's it's done. So I'm pretty yeah. excited for him, and I'll keep everybody posted on his progress. So, yeah. But yeah. moving on to the next one. Okay, here's something that you started talking about in the beginning of the show, Teresa. The next handwriting on the wall is old beliefs do not lead you to new cheese. No, that's so old true. Old beliefs do not need, lead you to new cheese. Yeah, um, that's very true. Mm-hmm. We need to ask ourselves what old beliefs we're, were keeping us from our new cheese. Again, that's the old way of doing things, the old way of thinking. Um, it goes back to the renewing your mindset, thinking about things differently, because if you don't, you're going to get lost in the sauce and you're going to be left yeah. behind. Yeah. Um, so yeah. old beliefs do not lead you to new cheese. No, so and it's funny. Stop what that, you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, like I said, the, it, it's as if you're playing against yourself. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly, and which brings me, we only have a couple more because time is running down, handwriting on the wall. When you see that you can find and enjoy new cheese, you change your course. Again, this speaks to do you envision your new cheese? Do you see yourself enjoying your new cheese, defining your new cheese and moving towards it? And then the next handwriting on the wall, and the last one is, Noticing small changes early helps you to adapt to the bigger changes that are to come. Noticing small changes early helps you to adapt 
to the bigger changes that are to come. So imagining your new cheese often helps us to recognize how taking notice of the small changes early on will help us to adapt to the bigger changes when they come. And it's important to keep track of your progress so your new your new cheese doesn't grow stale. That's so yeah. important. You've got to keep track of where you are because right. if you don't, you'll find yeah. that it's just it's stale. It's old. It stinks. Ew. You always have to benchmark where you want to be and go. I, and I believe yeah. very strongly in writing those things down and benchmarking what it is we want to achieve each year, whether it's with even your family goals. You know, we do yeah. it with our businesses and work. But even for family, where do you want to go for the year? Where do you want to, you know, what do you want to see? Whatever it is, you really need right. to write it down, write them down. Right. Right, and it's so important um, just to keep track of your changes, to make sure that you're not, you know, uh, again, growing stale. Your business, you know, your relationships, especially your relationships. Um, Because I believe that if your relationships are good, then your job, when you go to work, your your, your work is going to be good. You know what I mean? Because it makes for a happier person. Um, and then you're able to be creative if you're an entrepreneur and you have your own business. You know, your mind is freer um, mm-hmm. when you are uh, implementing change and keeping things fresh. Right. So, all right, well, you know what? We're down to that time where <laughs> it's to my leave, it, leave you with this moment. Um, and, and this time with this particular segment, I just want to sum up the handwriting on the wall, everything that we've talked about uh, Mm -hmm. to to this point. Change happens. You've Mm -hmm. got to keep moving with the cheese. Anticipate change. Get ready for the cheese to move. Monitor change. Smell the cheese often so you know when it's getting old. Adapt to change quickly. The quicker you let go of old cheese, the sooner you can enjoy the new cheese. Change, change, change. Move with the cheese. Enjoy the change, savor the adventure, and enjoy the taste of new cheese. Be ready to change quickly and enjoy it again and again. Keep moving with the cheese. So that concludes our show for this evening. Didn't that go by fast? <laughs> oh, that was fast, and I really enjoyed the questions. They were good ones. Really, <laughs> well, good, good. I'm hoping Thank that everyone really else good. out there that was listening in also <laughs> enjoyed uh, the questions. And if you haven't yet read the book, and even if you have, it's a good one to get and read again. It's an, it's an excellent read, and it will help you to realize if you're uh, being stagnant in your work or your relationships or organizations, or if you're not. So I just would advise you to pick that book up and, and to reread it. Um, I want to thank everyone for tuning in with us. Shout out to my family who are always loving and supporting me and also to my Facebook family for listening in. Once again, Ms. Teresa Hamilton, a big thank you (laughs) for coming on (laughs) and sharing your wisdom with us. For knowledge is power, and when we know better, we do better. 
Please tune in next week, August 20th at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time, where the topic will be Think and Grow Rich, Mastering the Mind, based on one of my favorite authors and thinking gurus of our time, Napoleon Hill. That's going to be an exciting and empowering show also, and you won't want to miss it. Also, don't forget to stop by my website, yourdestinyweights.net, to get some extra motivation and inspiration throughout the week. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation. Seek God and learn how to love yourself first because after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa M. Saunders, and thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny, and I'm looking forward to sharing with you next week. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone. Bye-bye. way to escape. If your heart is racing, chill out with a refreshing strawberry banana smoothie. When you need some excitement, take an adventure with a caramel frappe. And when you want to add a little fun to your day, let loose with a creamy chocolate shake. Sip the day away at McDonald's. Enjoy tasty drinks like a caramel macchiato, mango pineapple smoothie, and cool shakes. A small McCafe drink is just $2 on McDonald's one two three dollars menu. Limited time offer cannot be combined with any other offer or any combo meal. Price and participation may vary. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Okay, time out. You're going to let your budget be the boss of you? Take control with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay for car insurance, and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.